Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we got ourselves a World Series. Not really. <laughs> we got to have a day off because it got so hot and heavy in game one for the Dodgers. Same thing for the Rays in game two. All take a deep breath. Game three Friday. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Football talk is coming in two minutes. I know you got the Giants and the Eagles starting out week number seven. We're all over it. Jay Will is battling a little bit of a tooth ailment. He will be back soon. Speedy recovery to our friend Jay Will, and we'll have him back here soon enough. Soon enough, Key. A lot of people thought it was going to be a Dodger sweep after game one. How do the Rays match up with the Dodgers offense? Well, you get a good pitching performance of your own from your Cy Young Award winner from a couple years ago, and you get two home runs from a guy that couldn't hit a beach ball in the postseason, and you're right back in this thing. Yeah, it, it, you know, I never thought it would be a sweep. I always said a 5-1. I gave them the one. They got the one. Now I think the Dodgers kick it in a high gear. We get uh, Walker Bueller back on the mound for us in game three. I think that when you look at that, although they're going up against Charlie Martin, we don't know a whole lot about him. Good guy. We don't know a whole lot about him. But we do know about Walker Bueller, and, and when he's hot, he's dealing. That's the way we like things. Our bats have to turn around. We got a slow start last night. It was, they, were, you know, they were already out in front of us. We tried to play catch-up. We ran out of innings. That's the way I look at it. There's no panic in my voice whatsoever. It's baseball, right? I mean, it's, just, it's not like when the Lakers were up, and then all of a sudden you look up, and it's 3-2. That was a different type of feeling. This is baseball. All it takes is one or two bats, and it swings. This is just the fifth day off since the Major League Baseball playoffs began. They want to speed this through and get it done. Game three tomorrow, ESPN Radio, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Before we talk a little football, give me 10 seconds to mention a little basketball note for some of our listeners that were with us late last hour. We were wondering if the Van Gundys had ever coached together. Stan just got the Pelicans job. Jeff, who currently does badging at ESPN every day, might be badging in with the Houston Rockets for the second time in his career. They were together in the league in Miami, Stan from 03 to 05, and Jeff with the Rockets from 03 to 05. So they could be reunited in the league again. That was just something we discussed earlier. Now let's discuss a little football. It's a pleasure to welcome in Bart Scott, 11-year NFL veteran. He's going to join us for the next couple of hours. Great to have him here, former Jet, former Raven. We're going to talk about perhaps a future Seahawk. Great to have Bart here. Bart, I want you to listen to this from Adam Schefter, the NFL's best insider, on the chance that A.B. and Antonio Brown is back in the NFL and back pretty soon. Listen to this. The Seattle Seahawks are positioned to make a push to sign Antonio Brown, though they are not alone. There are other teams also interested in Antonio Brown's services, but it looks like there's a possibility that he could be back as soon as week nine. And Seattle is one of the teams making plans right now or preparations to pursue him. What do you make of it, Bart? Good morning. Uh, good morning. I heard Key speaking to Buster saying that, you know, he should be the insider to watch out for his job. I mean, come on, man. Like, this is the worst kept secret in football. You mentioned it yesterday when you were with us. Well, well exactly. We knew that, you know, you know, when you thought about Russell Wilson, he's putting, you know, more, more of a team on his back than anybody. I think he's a clear-cut MVP right now. But they understand with that defense, which is porous, I understand it has Jamal Adams. But that team needs to be able to outscore people because they don't they they don't have the defense. It's not the le- it's the legion without the boom. You know what I mean? They can't really stop anybody <laughs> right now. You think about some of the the yardage in which they've given up, even with Jamal Adams. So we understand 
that they have to get more explosive, trying to win the time of possession. And, you know, you love what McCaffrey has become. Um, you know he needs a, a partner who can get those windows short routes, you know, who can have a bubble screen, a slant. Antonio Brown is one of the best route runners in the game. I think it's going to be multiple teams that's bidding for his services. Keyshawn understands that, you know, we know he has a, a, a checkered pass. But production breeds tolerance. And as long as he can help you win, you'll tolerate certain things that come along with Antonio Brown. Hopefully he doesn't show up with the crew, you know, you know, follow him around and, and document and everything. He understands that this is all about business, football, reestablishing his brand so he can get in the NFL and maybe have a future past this season. I think, look, certain teams out there have things in place to help guys that have had issues within, you know, off the field or whatever the case is, just just some sort of counseling, guidance, mentorships, whatever it may be. And I think Seattle is a perfect situation for him because Pete Carroll has somewhat he's used to dealing with that, whether it was back at USC in college, dealing with players or whether it was drafting guys that had risk issues or whether it was signing free agents or trading for guys that may have some risk issues, much like Bar said, you, you're willing to take that risk on. There could be potential rewards at the end of the day. Um, a fabulous football player, phenomenal Hall of Fame resume, all of those sort of things. You would hope and you would pray that all this time off has had him reflect on a lot of things that have gone sideways in his life, that now he has another opportunity, another one, to get it right with a team that's 5-0, and that in the end, if you don't, bam, Get out. That's what's going to happen. They're going to cut bait the moment that he sneezes wrong. Right. Well, if they sign him. Well, it's interesting to me that they decide to go with Antonio Brown instead of going back with Flash Gordon. Who well, they haven't Rich. decided to go with anybody okay, yet, but, but, you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, he's coming up in consideration. I don't know, you know, between him and Flash Gordon. Josh you know, Gordon. Yeah, right? yeah, Josh Gordon. But if so you look at. He was there before. You talk about another big physical receiver. He doesn't have maybe the short area quickness that Antonio Brown has, but I think they would maybe want that and maybe even get greedy and go for two. I don't know what uh, Flash Gordon's status is. I know he's been reinstated or he applied for reinstatement again. He was with them last season, so he understands the playbook. He's already developed that chemistry with uh, Russell Wilson. I think they're going to have a lot of competition because, like I said, you know, you talk about another environment like that, I, I would think that would be with the Ravens, who I feel understand that they're a little bit behind as far as Lamar Jackson struggling last week you know, against the Philadelphia Eagles to throw the ball from the pocket. And you can win a lot of games the way that the Ravens play. You can't win a Super Bowl or a playoff game, you know, the way the Ravens play against equal competition. So I think those are two teams that are going to be equally enticing to Antonio Brown. And it's funny, a player that's coming off an eight-game suspension, missed all last year, has leverage because he's going to have multiple people bidding for his services. But if, if you are Antonio Brown and you got the Ravens mm-hmm. and you got the Seahawks. Yep. I'm picking, I'm picking the Ravens. You're picking, and, the, you're picking I, the Ravens. And the reason why is because, you know what I'm saying, they, their defense can fight their way out of a wet paper bag. You can say everything you want about Seattle. Their defense is horrible. I mean, they're giving up over 400 yards a game. I understand that you have an easier path because maybe you not have to go through Kansas City, but, you know, it's still a gauntlet that they have to go through as well out there. So I'd rather go to a more complete team where it's not all about the offense. And if the offense has a hiccup, that defense in Baltimore can carry the day as well. And you don't understand that they're both in that same window where they're trying to win a championship. 
But if I had to pick between the two, the more complete team with a better kicker, you know, everything you, you, you need to win a championship, and he knows that division as well because he lived in that division for so long. So he understands the, the team that he'll be going against. He'll feel a lot more comfortable. But could Seattle's defense be Kansas City's defense of last year, meaning that yeah. they struggled yeah. until it was time to get right, and they yeah. got right in just enough time yeah. to get the championship. I, I just don't see it, you know, because, you know, I think they they signed Snacks to try and solidify maybe that defensive line. I have no idea who Snacks is. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Harrison. <laughs> Damon Harrison. Damon Harrison. Damon Harrison. Damon Harrison. I'm like, Snacks? Yeah, we, we, I'm he like, loves my eating bad. candy, loves yeah. eating Snacks. Yeah. So it became well, well we, gave, we gave him that. He, you know, he started with us in Baltimore, then he went to, uh, to the Giants. Right. Yeah. And his name's Snacks Harrison. He, just, he got let go from Detroit. But he's one of the best run run stoppers yes. in the last what you know, five seasons, you know, grading out wise. He's getting a little old in the tooth, but they try to, you know, they, you, that tells you that Seattle's reaching. They brought in Jamal, but you know, they don't have any pass rushing. So you talk, you talk about in the game, you're going to go against better teams with better offense, better quarterbacks. You want to have a defense that can be able to, you know, get you the ball back because you can take the ball and play keep away from Seattle because their defense is so bad that you can keep Russell Wilson on the bench. You know, as much as I like. Lamar Jackson as a receiver, I just I ain't gonna be able to do it right now. I, I got to go with Russell Wilson. Well, but he's been yeah I feel you. But he's been with but he's been with Lamar Jackson all offseason because he's friends with Hollywood. You know his his cousin is Hollywood uh, Brown. You know so they 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 trained the entire offseason so they should have chemistry off the bat. He's speaking of Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown, the young. I got to start. I got to start explaining my my my, my, <laughs> my drops. My bad. No doubt, no doubt. That's why we're here. You got the insight. And I did interview Snacks Harrison once. His favorite snacks, by the way, is gummy bears. A very hard hitting question. I made sure I asked him. Last couple things on watch AB. Out for that, that sugar. <laughs> Last thing on AB. Remember, this is an eight game suspension, not an eight week suspension. So that's a distinction because it depends when your buy is. Eight games, eight weeks. There is a little bit of a difference there. AB last year, three teams in seven months, and if he. <laughs> Signs with Seattle or somebody else, it'll be four in 19. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Adam Schefter, on the other suitors for AB at 845. A reminder, it's champion versus champion at UFC 254 when Habib takes on Gaethje. Coming up this Saturday, Nomaga Madoff and Justin Gaethje. Special start time, 2 Eastern. Only on ESPN Plus pay-per-view, UFC 254, exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for $64.99. That's, again, Nurmaga Madoff and Gaethje. Visit ESPN Plus slash PPV for more details. We'll talk to Dana White, UFC president, about this card and that main event coming up at 9.30. We also want to hear your thoughts on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Essentially, today's question or on the Twitter feed, Key J and Z, the Browns are fill-in-the-blank. And be nice and watch your language. Still to come, it's a battle of one-win teams with the winner tonight finding themselves in first place in week number seven of an (laughs) NFL season. That's next on ESPN Radio and smart speakers everywhere. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend starts here. Thankfully, it won't end here because we don't want to have our last football memory of Week 7 be the Game of the week, baby. (laughs) Game of the week. It's the game of the night because it's the only one on the schedule. (laughs) We can at least say that. But the good thing is when two bad teams play each other, they're usually exciting games because they're equally matched. So they're equally bad. So that means it's going to be an entertaining, at least entertaining game. That is true. Or it could go the other way real quick, too. Right. One of those teams can step up and the other team could be really bad like you – like you thought, right? I mean, well, they Keith should Tr- be able to have. They should be able, the NFL should be able to have the ability to flex out of stuff like this. But you can't flex Thursday, then. You gonna tell I, somebody Yo, you got to play on Thursday? That's almost a punishment. You know what I mean? You, tell them you got to you got to play on Thursday on a short week. So you, it's kind of no, just what it is. flex it out. You see it coming. You like a week ago, you knew that the Giants and the Eagles were in this position. You go. <laughs> You tell them, say, man, we're going to push y'all to Sunday and we're going to move somebody from Sunday right. to Thursday. That's good. And what's going to be the cause? Uh, conduct detrimental to the game? Yeah, that would be, that would be it. You're going to cancel our casual fans? Keisha Diamond, so, so put it in law. Keisha Diamond tells us that it's a wrap. No, you know, no game tonight. So a couple of things there. If you're not familiar with the word flex, it essentially means to be able to move one game from one time to another, move it from day to night. And that essentially can happen in the NFL after about week 11. So the television networks can get more marquee matchups and yeah. more fans to a wider available audience can see better games. So that's like the flex option. Over there, well, we should also mention that everybody does play on a Thursday night. So to your point, Bart, yes, it's it three be days early. But since every single yeah. team in the league does have a Thursday game, right. yes, it would cause a little bit of friction. But it is something that everybody does have to undergo at least once a season. It should be a punishment. You bad, you don't play on Thursday nights. It's a punishment. You're going to move you to Sunday. You forfeit your Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you, they, you know this, this acts as a mini buy. So this is an opportunity for whatever team wins. And it's usually the team that's on the road that's at the disadvantage because they have to travel. But let's be honest. These teams are within an hour travel of each other. So that won't be the, the issue. It'd be interesting to see if they decide to drive up or take a train up to get the day of instead of having to put them in a, in a hotel. That way you can socially distance them in a COVID type of uh, environment that we're in. Yeah, I don't know how they. I don't know how they traveled. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I would, because of COVID, I would say they would probably just drive up because only an hour and a half drive, yeah. or it's an hour on a train. They get the, the, the their own special cart, uh, cart, and they come up. That do way. everything at the facility, yeah. and then bus to the stadium an hour yep. and a half or whatever. Yep. That way, they don't have to waste time. Indeed, because you're going from East Rutherford, New Jersey, to Philadelphia. It'll be the Giants and the Eagles. So the respite, the long week, 10 days off, as Bart said, would come from the Giants because they are the road team, limited fans in attendance tonight. And oh, by the way, not that it needs to be mentioned because these teams don't deserve it, but the winner of this game will have two wins and they'll wake up tomorrow tied for first place with the Dallas Cowboys. Two wins, seven weeks into the NFL season, putting you at the top of your division. So let's break down both sides. Let's start with our Giants reporter, Jordan Renan, remember, coming off that first win of the Joe Judge era against the Washington football team on Sunday, but still plenty of problems. Jordan, what is wrong with Daniel Jones and the Giants offense? Daniel Jones and the Giants offense haven't played that well early this season. They struggled badly to run the ball the first few weeks. They've gotten better in recent weeks. 
but they're still not a great running team. Their offensive line, it struggles to protect. The result, they're averaging 16.8 points per game. That's 31st in the NFL. Only the Jets are worse. And then there's Jones. You were hoping to see that jump, that leap in year two, that growth. That's really what this Giants season is all about. They need to finish this season and feel that Daniel Jones is 100% their future franchise quarterback. And in order to have that feeling, he needs to play better. He needs to show more than he did his rookie year. Instead, you see a lot of the same mistakes. He's thrown three touchdown passes in six games. Dwayne Haskins has thrown more. And the turnovers that were his biggest problem his rookie year, it's still a problem so far this season. Nine turnovers in six games. That's not going to do it. That's not going to do it. So that's Jordan's essential observation. He's just got to ride out the year, get better, cut down on the turnovers. That's plaguing the Giants' offense. In your mind, Bart, What's wrong with the Giants' offense? I mean, right now it's the offensive line, right? Solder opted out. They thought that Thomas was going to you know, come in and solidify that left side. They wanted him to play right tackle, but he's been forced to play left tackle. And last week he was benched because he was late to a meeting. And he, he really has been the worst of all the tackles in this class. So this is about Gettleman and, and what he's brought in to surround you know, this team because he was, this offensive line was supposed to be the strength of this team. You talk about, you know, he made the big acquisition for Solder. He traded in the Odell uh, trade. He brought over Zeitler, who was a pro bowler from, from Cleveland. And this was supposed to be the cherry on top, you know, with the young tackle from Georgia and Thomas. And it just hasn't worked out. He's getting beat like a turnstile. And um, they have to figure things out. And also, you have to give Danny Dimes a little, you know, uh, credit to say, say that, you know, not credit, but you have to kind of pause on him because he's learning a new system. So this is second year learning a new system. I don't think they have a problem at quarterback. I think they have a problem with the structure of their team. The fact that Saquon Barkley isn't there, they don't have a threat at the running game, at the running position, and they don't have a great offensive line. So teams are just stacking a box and then they're getting to him, and he has the junior whopper hands. Nobody's had more fumbles, you know, than Danny Dimes since, you know, being in the league, maybe Jameis Winston last year. And he has to learn how to keep two hands on the ball, but when you're running for your life and he's the leading rusher on their team, that's an issue. That's, that's a lot. of Danny Dimes' problem, yeah. <laughs> Bart said a lot, though. He's right. He's got offensive line problems. The running back is Saquon Barkley's not there. The running game is suffering. There's no legit, legit wide receiver to go with a young yeah. quarterback. It's hard to evaluate Danny Dimes or Daniel Jones or whatever you want to call him. It's, it's hard to evaluate him given the fact that they haven't really surrounded him with anything. I hate to bring the Jets into this equation, but it's almost like Sam Darnold. Yeah. Well, I have nothing to work with. I just have nothing to work with. We call it chicken salad out of chicken you know what. <laughs> and right now the Giants stand as a one-win team. Baker Mayfield said it particularly at this point, even though the Browns are 4-2, and two, he feels like the team is 0-6. <laughs> so we're asking folks this morning on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN. Get in right now, 888-729-3776. Simple game, simple call. Won't take much. The Browns are fill in the blank. You use any adjective, any word that you want within reason. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Or hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Bust out the phone at KeyJNZ, and we will get to your thoughts on the Browns, who, yes, are 4-2, and two, but feel like 0-6 in just a minute. So they are the Giants struggling in numerous ways, as Bart and Key said. On the other side, it isn't really great for Philadelphia either. Tim McManus is our Eagles insider. He's with them every day of the year. And we asked him a little earlier the question all Birds fans are wondering. Are we going to see a little more Jalen Hurts tonight? 
The second-round pick has made some waves in the opportunities that he's gotten so far this year. Check out these stats. The Eagles have used the two-quarterback look 18 times so far this season. It's generated 189 yards. That's a 10.5 average and two touchdowns. And that's really good, especially when you stack it up against what the offense has done in the other packages so far this season. Head coach Doug Peterson has acknowledged that he needs to incorporate Hurts a little bit more. And I think that's especially true given that Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz are both going to miss this game because of injury. So it only makes sense that we're going to see a little bit more Jalen Hurts sprinkled into the offense. Is that the start of something that we're going to see a little bit more of, Key? Well, you know what? It's all fun and games and gadget plays and things like that. But I want to see him underneath center. If they, I want to see him play the position in which you drafted him at. Maybe not right now because you still believe in Carson Wentz, a guy that you gave all the money to and the contract, and you tried to build this team around, helped you get to a Super Bowl and win it, so I get that. But I want to see Jalen Hurts play the position. I don't, want, I don't need to see him line up a receiver and motion around and flip the ball to him and on the reverse and throw back. I, I don't want to see that. I want to see him under the center in traditional style at the quarterback spot so we know exactly what he could potentially be in the NFL, Bart. And you better be careful. You know, and he, he better be careful, you know, Jalen Hurts, because you look at the kid down in, in New Orleans. Uh, what's his name? Hill? Taysom Hill. Like, you start doing that and start getting those good plays. They start using you more as a running back than, than actually a quarterback. Absolutely. But when you look at what Carson Wentz has been, like, we talk about a guy that was three years ago was an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. He's still a young quarterback. Everything that Jalen can do, he can do. Maybe not as well, but he's not some lumbering statue in the back like Drew Bledsoe during headlights. You know, he's a guy that's still mobile as well, and that's actually what's, what's hurt, you know, Carson Wentz early in his career, the fact that he's tried to extend plays too much and not give up on him, he's got those injuries while he's scrambling and trying to dive in. You think about the ACL, the whole not hits him, he's diving into the end zone, tears his ACL. But he's still a capable you know, um, quarterback to me. And you look at what the problem is with Philadelphia, it's the offensive line. Once a strength, like in Dallas, once a strength, once one of the best offensive lines, you start seeing Kelsey. He hasn't been the same you know, player since the Super Bowl. You think about Lane Johnson. You think about the decline of Jason Peters, who they asked to play guard, but then because their left tackle went out, and he went out. So then at the, at the end of the day, what do you have? No quarterback in his league can, can perform at a high level under duress constantly, right? And, and I thought they took a reach with uh, Regler um, uh, at, you know, they had an opportunity to get a, a dynamic receiver, and they didn't, right? And, and this, this Fulgham kid is, is playing well. But Philadelphia has played well, Key. They have been in the game. They came back after being down against Baltimore last week. They came back in a two-point conversion from tying that. You know, they should have beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, but, you know, you, know, you got to finish. The good thing is they're in the division that they're in. But if any team out of this division can turn it around and maybe have a bad record but play well in the playoffs, I think it's the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I think they can win the division for sure. Uh, I, when you look at the hobbled team uh, in and out of the lineup, whether it was Deshaun Jackson, the receiver, whether it's Zach Hurts, whether it's 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 Jalen Rigger, whether it's it's the offensive line, they move. You you mentioned Jason Peters goes from guard, says I want more money to move back to tackle. They take care of that, then he gets hurt. So it's like it's a lot of issues, but the main issue to me is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You can't turn the football over at the quarterback spot. And far too many times, Carson Wentz has given the ball to the other team, yeah. and I think that is one of the major problems. With the Eagles, because they've been for the most part in every single game until he starts to 
Turn the football over. He's scared straight, though, Key. He got sacked six times last week. When you keep hitting your head on the ground, you start seeing ghosts. But he didn't have any turnovers last week. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is I'm talking about the duress that he's under, man. The Ravens, I mean, I think Calais Campbell said his personal best with three sacks last week. We're talking about it from a defensive tackle. That means your offense line is getting a butt kicked in the interior, and it's, it's instant pressure in your face. Yeah, you I threw my first pick. Because I have pressure in my face. <laughs> Keep making excuses. Pressure just making excuses. Just makes plays, bro. Come on. No, I Come on, man. You can't, you can't be making excuses with no Ronnie Lott jersey on, bro. I will give an excuse to Carson Wentz. As you know, the Eagles' offensive line is completely and totally decimated. Rager's had a bit of a thumb injury, so his career hasn't gotten out to the start that he would want. A thumb is important for a receiver. I'm not a receiver, Key, but he's got I, a thumb No, injury. I just I didn't say anything. I'm just like, <laughs> no, you got to have your hands, right? I mean, that's. Right. He had a thumb injury early. He hasn't been able to contribute very much. Who is contributing for the Browns? Certainly not anybody on Sunday the way that they were absolutely taken to the woodshed by the Steelers. So we're asking you this morning on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The Browns are, and you tell us the rest, or hit us up at KeyJNZ on Twitter. Let's get to the Shell Pennzoil performance line with Adam Schefter at 845 with much more NFL talk. But let's take your calls right now. Gideon in Chicago. Fill it in, man. The Browns are... For real, the Steelers are a very, very good team, probably the best team in the AFC. The only thing I think the Browns are really missing is an elite quarterback. They have a good defense. They have playmakers around their quarterback. They have a good running game. So they're for real, but they're missing an elite quarterback. Fair enough. Of course, we should mention they've been looking for that elite quarterback since 1999 when they returned to the Jeez. National Football League. I'm just stating facts here. I mean, Tim Couch. Just, I, was, I was just about to say Tim Couch, Jeff Garcia. Uh, Derek Anderson. Whedon, all these guys. Brady uh, Quinn. Johnny Brady Manziel. Quinn, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> you said goes. Derek Anderson? Yeah. The list goes Tyra on. Tyrod Taylor. On. Yep. You uh, said Johnny. Manziel. Trent Dilfer. Yep. List goes on and on and on. We will take it or shake it, with I think everybody shaking the Browns right now after we run through Sports Center. The 0 2 and a swing and a ball sent to left field, hit pretty well. Going back, Taylor, and it's off the top of the wall and gone. Another opposite field home run for Brandon Lau. His second home run of the game, and the Rays now lead 5 to nothing. That's Dan Schulman on ESPN Radio. They win. Brandon Lau, who had been struggling massively in the postseason, busting out at just the right time. Two home runs. Not bad for a million and a half dollars. One of the biggest games in franchise history. They'll take a buck and a half. They'll be off today. Game three, Walker Bueller, Charlie Morton. Coverage begins. Pre-game coverage on ESPN Radio 730 Eastern. Several teams are thinking about signing Antonio Brown. His suspension is over. After eight weeks of the season, Adam Schefter, as I mentioned, the NFL's best insider here at 8.45 p.m. Uh, a.m., excuse me, Eastern, of course, uh, with the other teams that are in the mix. We just talked about the Eagles and the Giants. In fact, we'll talk about them more here in just a second. They will kick off week seven on Thursday night football. The winner of this game will have two wins and will find themselves tomorrow morning when they wake up tied with the Dallas Cowboys for first place in the NFC East. Yes, that could be a two-win first-place team seven weeks into the season. And Sports Center is brought to you by Sport Clips. Remember being at Sport Clips, waiting for that great MVP haircut experience. How about making that wait time even shorter? Now with on deck text alerts, get a 15 minute heads up when it's time to head in, and another text alert when you're next in line. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. 
I think you may want to explain to our guests. Indeed. If you are listening for the first time this morning, welcome aboard Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And Bart is here for the first time. So essentially, Bart, it's as easy as it comes. Take it or shake it. Take it means we're going for it. Shake it means get it out of here. We'll give you a simple scenario, and we will see what the fellas think. So let's start it out, as I mentioned, right back to the NFL, Giants-Eagles. Take it or shake it. Key, let's start with you. Jalen Hurts should play 20 snaps at quarterback for the Eagles tonight. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Of course he should play 20 snaps. I mean, you you drafted him. You want to get him in there, get to see what he is at the quarterback spot. Again, I don't really want to see him run around on gadget plays. I know that he's an athlete and he could do some of the same things that maybe a Taysom Hill was able to do in New Orleans or maybe some of the things that Lamar Jackson burst onto the scene a couple years ago when Joe Flacco was in at the quarterback spot. I don't want to see that, though. I want to see him drop back underneath center, throw the football to the receivers, give them something to think about on the defensive side of the ball. Well, let me say like Keith said, take it! (laughs) Well, I tell you what, well, listen, if he didn't want to be put in this situation to to have more than 20 snaps and run the football and be used as an athlete, well, damn it, he shouldn't have ran the 40 because that's why Lamar Jackson didn't run the 40 because he didn't want people to know how fast they are because offensive coordinators get excited and they say, I can do this with him and do that with him. I think if you use him in those 20 snaps, you use him as a wildcat quarterback. And what you do is you try and load the defense to sleep to try and get that one shot. You're setting up that one big explosive play where he's coming like he's going to get, hand the ball off and he takes a shot to your fastest receiver down the field. Um, I think they need that because, they, you know, without Miles Sanders, they don't have much of a running game and they're going to have to get creative to try and get some, some yards. But if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm upset because it also disturbs the flow of the offense. It's almost we see Drew Brees, he's coming in and out of the game. It's hard to establish that rhythm. Okay, so Take It or Shake It is brought to you by Granger. This is a, a date not a lot of people are thinking about. November 3rd is the oh. NFL's trade deadline. In a lot of other vote? sports, it means... Oh, a, no, okay, no. never mind. November okay. 3rd, 4 p.m. Eastern. Okay. You should also vote. Oh, the other thing. Yes, the other thing. The slightly smaller thing, the NFL trade deadline. 4 p.m. November 3rd. Key, the Cowboys should trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Take it or shake it. Shake it! Shake it! No, why, why would you trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick? You're asking somebody to come in from another team in the middle of the season, learn an offense, and get you to the playoffs? You got a guy in Andy Dalton that I personally believe is a better quarterback. He just didn't play well last week, and it showed up. It looked like he was a hot bag of garbage. Ooh. Bad. That means very, very bad and very stinky. Bad. It was hot. And so I think, I think Andy Dalton will do better. I believe he'll do better. You just call Andy Dalton compost, but all good. Listen, I'll tell you what, I'll take it. Uh, I'll, I'll make the case for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hell, he's been on so many damn teams. He's probably played in this offense twice, you know, because he's played. He's been the quarterback. Uh, uh, he's played with almost every coordinator. He's played forever. Um, he does give them a little bit of more athleticism because that offense line is horrible. He's a guy that is reckless. He doesn't care. He'll run out and he'll get out of the pocket. So I'll make that case for him that he's probably been in this system sometime before with another one of those coordinators. With uh, Bart's point, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Miami, the Jets, St. Louis, Tampa Bay, Jeez. Houston, Tennessee. That's his career. By the way, he's made $71.5 million exactly. in all of those Don't stops. feel sorry for him. I don't care about his heart. Is broken. Yeah. That he, bank yeah, account he, certainly yeah, isn't. Back, yeah, exactly. The Giants will finish with a better record than the Cowboys. Remember, Giants win tonight. They get to two to match Dallas. Key, take it or shake it? Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. It's no possible. It's, it's not possible. It can't be that the Cowboys' record will be worse than the Giants. But it could happen. But if it does happen, oh, my goodness. Boy, the Cowboys, you can only imagine 
That means that I got the Giants winning four games this year. So that means the Cowboys are only going to win three? That's, ooh, that'll be <laughs> tough. I mean, for me, I, I, listen, ah, it's a tough one. You know, you got two teams on different. First of all, I'm going to take it. I'm going to say, you know what? You know, the Cowboys may falter, right? Because if you have all this infighting, eventually it starts to eat you out from eat, eat your body up from in within. So I think if they're going to have this dissension and start throwing each other the bus, then you know it's, it's going to it's going to equate to on the field performance. I know it's a talented football team, but they have a lot, a lot of uh, tough uh, games left. So I'll go. I'll take it. I'll say the Giants can get it because the Fighting Joe Judges. Because I thought that's what we changed their name to. I thought the Fighting Joe Judges have been playing well, and they're in a different part. They respect their coach. They're looking for two straight wins. Wow. All right, Key and NBA, take it or shake it. Ty Lue will be a better coach for the Clippers than his old boss, Doc Rivers, was. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take, take it. it. And the reason I say that is because I believe Ty Lue gets out of the second round. Now, whether or not he wins an NBA title, that's a different story. But I think that they will get out of the second round this year, upcoming season with Ty Lue and Chauncey Billups running the, the running the coaching staff over there for the Clippers. When you look at it, Kawhi Leonard, he bounces back along with PG. It, it, yeah, of course, man. And so people will say he's a better coach than Doc Rivers because they'll get out the second round. I take it because he's a player coach. And I take it because the subtraction of Doc Rivers means the possible addition of Chris Paul wanting to come home because that was the relationship that had that was fractured. Say, man, Chris you, Paul you, going to the Lakers. No, nah, no, nah, you, 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 <laughs> finally, you, you hear, you hear, you hear, um, you know, the rumblings that Kawhi likes Patrick Beverly, but he feels like he's not enough. You need an alpha male in there, somebody that's willing to take the last shot, somebody that's really able to facilitate the offense. So I think because Tyron Lue is there, I think he comes back with Chris Paul. Last one, real quick: Steelers, Titans, game of the week. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take, Take it. it. Battle of unbeatens. Unbeatens. Ben Roethlisberger, Tiny Hill, uh, Chase Claypool, uh, A.J. Brown, young receivers. Uh, yeah, of course. Game of the week. I take it because you talk about, you know, really these are two guys or two teams that are built similarly, two tough guys, two coaches, you know what I mean, two tough-minded coaches. But I think the Steelers will have the edge because they have the ability to pull up the quarterback and they have the better quarterback. I'll go shake it. I'll go 49ers at Pats, the return of Jimmy G to Foxborough, just rooting for the story. <laughs> Could be interesting. And a reminder, take it or shake it, brought to you by Granger. Granger helps your business move forward with supplies and solutions for every industry, safety, recovery guides, 24-7 support, and more. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Great piece on ESPN.com, by the way, on Ben Roethlisberger and Ryan Tannehill, both telling the doubters to shove it. It's a great piece if you want to get a primer for keys. Game of the week, that's on ESPN.com right now. Still to come, it's your turn. The Browns are... Fill in the blank. You let us know. 888-SAY-ESPN or at KeyJ&Z on Twitter. It's your show next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Bart Scott in for J. Will this morning. We're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. And again, it is time for A. To Z, Le'Veon Bell speaking for the first time as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs after his release from the Jets, going from the NFL's worst team to potentially its best. Here's Bell on coming to work with the best quarterback and one of the best head coaches in football. It's not too much I can say about as to why it didn't work in New York. It just didn't work out, you know, and um, the fact that, uh, you know, it didn't, it kind of led me to the position I am here today. And, you know, when I had the opportunity, you know, once I was you know, a free agent, talking to Coach Reed, just over in that course, it's like, it was just kind of undeniable to try to come here, help this team, you know, any ways that I can help them out. You know, being an opportunity to play with Coach Reed is just going to be, you know, magnificent for me. So play with these players around, Patty Mahomes. Um, I never played with a player, you know, MVP-wise, you know, so it's going to be fun. You know, I think it's a lot of weapons. It's going to be fun for me. Bart, of course, is a former Jet does Le'Veon Bell have any responsibility for the failure in his short tenure with the Jets? I think just a, a little bit. But right now, when you listen to his comments, you understand that he's been still being professional. He can throw a lot of guys under the bus. There was a narrative about Le'Veon Bell when he left Pittsburgh and he set out that season. He's been nothing but professional and a leader. And I think it's more about the Jets and what they surrounded him with than actually his talent, his ability to still play this game at a high level. And remember, the tide turned for the Browns and Baker Mayfield came in a couple of years ago in a game against... The Jets. Now Baker says he's not worried about the criticism he's receiving on full blast from the media. I don't give a damn what they say. Um, it's, it's within this building. Uh, we know we can be better. I know I can be better. And that's how it's going to be handled. The outside noise doesn't matter. They get paid to talk. We get paid to do our work. So uh, that's how it's going to be handled. Key, from what I hear, you get paid handsomely to talk as well. What does this statement from Baker say to you? I like it. I, I like the fact that he's not worried about the media and what they say. Play football. Do better and they won't say anything. You just shut them up by playing better. That's all. That's all from the opinion of Key on Baker Mayfield, who had said, look, we're a 4-2 football team. Yeah, the two games we've lost, we got absolutely blitzed by Baltimore and Pittsburgh, but it feels like we're 0-6 and the world is caving in. This is after he said last season was full of chaos and they're ready to put it behind them. Doesn't seem like that's been the case. So Key has weighed in, certainly on what his thoughts are on the Browns, and now it's your chance to weigh in on the Dr. Pepper Call in line 888-SAY-ESPN. The phone lines are jammed, so let's get right to it. If you can't get to a phone, key J and Z, tweet us. We'll get to it, hopefully, on the air as well. Let's start with Scott in Wilmington, North Carolina. All we're simply asking, every caller and tweeter, the Browns are, you fill in the blank. Scott, what do you got? They are the Ferrari in the parking lot that everyone thinks looks great, but it has a broken down engine. Uh, You turn the key, the engine's not going to take you anywhere. The engine being Baker Mayfield. But luckily, luckily for them, they finally got a good mechanic. But let him buy a new engine and, and let him let him take his quarterback to take this team where they need to go. Key, Too I good almost, of a roster to be where they're at. 
Great stuff, Scott. I almost feel like we need an AutoZone mention here with all of that, but uh, we'll get to it sooner or later. Broken down Ferrari. What what do you think? Look, Baker Mayfield didn't play well last week. He played well the week before, the week before that, played well the week before that. Two games that they played, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, not so good. Great defenses. They're, they're, They're learning how to play professional football. He's learning. It's this guy's third, fourth offensive coordinator in a short period of time. He's polarizing, so people are going to dump on him. Right. Let's get some bills played. Baker Mayfield needs to get into the zone, get in the zone, <laughs> auto zone. Mark in South Dakota. <laughs> the Browns are fill in the blank. The Browns are still a joke. <laughs> I mean, you got their most you know, impactful defensive player, Miles Garrett, out there being selfish, swinging helmets. That was you last year, like man. Baker. That was last year. That was last year. Baker Mayfield's out there still playing like he was last year. You got Odell. You can't even hit him on a simple slant. I mean, come on, Key. You should throw him the slant like four or five times a game, and they're not even trying. So much to digest there. Um, May I? Yeah, go right well, in. Well, 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 for me, this is the problem, right? You know, why he says 4-2 and two feels like they're 0-6 is because of the division in which they're in because they're still going to finish third within the division. And every time the Browns take a step up in competition, they, 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 they understand exactly where they are in their process. So what they are is a wild-card team. They're a team that is good, but they're not great. They don't have the capability to take the next step. They're not a real contender to be in the Super Bowl because of the quarterback, because the quarterback limits your playbook. He limits your ability to be able to open up the playbook and go to the last chapters of it because he's limiting what he's capable of doing. So when he goes against a better competition, he comes up small and not big. He has more commercials than he has touchdown passes. Wow. So my man went to the helmet from last year. <laughs> <laughs> that was in 2019, the swinging of the helmet. Calvin in San Antonio, you're up, man. Browns are? What's up, guys? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you, man. But uh, I wanted to say that Browns are a slightly better version of the Cowboys, but they are basically the same team. On paper, they they are easily top 10, top 7 on paper, but the play on the field does not match what's on play, on paper. Yeah, I think the Browns have a better defense, uh, better defense than Dallas, and I also think in terms of they, they, they have a better football team. But they're, but they're kind of built in, yeah. in their image. Yeah, they're like, a little bit better football team without that Prescott. Yeah, yeah, great running back, you know, if everybody's healthy, two solid tackles, about the same. Pittsburgh just stormed Cleveland over the weekend. Mike is in Pittsburgh. He's on ESPN Radio. The Browns are? Mike, we got Predictable. you? Predictable. Predictable? Okay, go ahead. Basically, um, look, at it's, it's Manziel 2.0. They need a quarterback. I'm a Steeler fan, so I'm good with it, but they need a quarterback <laughs> with the talent that they have around them. So management, they're predictable. They'll always be the Browns. Fair it, enough. It, it's very difficult, and I know everyone wants to, to say they need a quarterback, which they probably will wind up needing a quarterback. But as of right now, this is the guy that they have. A week ago, prior to the Steeler game, it was fine. They went and beat Indianapolis. The Cowboys before, it was fine. We was like, yay! They lose, and they look bad against the Steelers, and Baker's on the ground. Now it's a problem again. What's the competition, right? Because when you ask Baker to throw more, then he comes up small. When you don't have Nick Chubb and you don't have you know, Kareem Hunt being able to have 30, 40 carries and do all the heavy lifting for you, and you put it on his shoulders, he can't, he can't deliver. That's why from day one, though, I've all, I was telling everybody, Bart, 
he's not the number one overall pick. Right. He just wasn't. But that's the old regime in Cleveland. I don't believe that Kevin Stefanski and, and general manager Barry would have selected him as no. the number one overall pick. Not even close. He's Kirk Cousins. Oof. Speaking of, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by? What's that? That was a compliment for him. <laughs> Kirk and compliment these days aren't going together too well. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We're in the studio, unlike Baker, who is at home in his progressive ads, as you know. Speaking of Baker, who's got the edge this weekend? Baker or Burrow? And a battle in the Buckeye State. Speaking of Buckeyes, Kirk Herbstreit here at 8. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.